The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, listen up, everybody. Welcome to the revolution. Glad you could join us. For over 15 years, the undisputed heavyweight champion of outdoor radio. Everyone clap. Mrs. Bunny, you're amazing. Sharp and insightful. Like a sock that guy in his beardy face. This is your show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your voice. This is a bad start to whatever we're doing. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Right on cue. This is the one and only revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The temperature, single digits. The food, whatever they can forage. The shelter, non-existent. There's a lot of physical skills involved. This person would have to have rudimentary gear, a whole lot of knowledge. I would be far more afraid trying to spend a week on my own in New York than I would spend a week on my own in Alaska. I mean, in terms of survival skills, this has got to be just about number one, right? Being able to start a fire? Absolutely. A true survivor is somebody who can go into the woods with a knife and a flint and stay there as long as he wants. Survival depends a great deal on the person's ability to withstand stress in an emergency situation. Your brain is without a doubt your best survival tool. It is your most valuable asset. It isn't always the physically strong or the most effective or better at handling fear in emergency situations. Survival more often depends on the individual's reactions to stress than upon the danger, terrain, or nature of the emergency. It is an incredible story. He's become known as Forest Boy. And claimed to have spent the last five years in the wild. Apparently raised by wolves since the age of one. First of all, <laughs> my reading was top-notch. It was. Okay, that was, was absolutely amazing. I'd like to say I've survived infancy four times over. I kind of feel like I'm a bona fide badass and I can beat anything. You can. <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah. When you're in a birthing room oh, and yeah. they mention the baby is crowning. I'm scared. Hot dog, you've seen it all. It's like you almost want a welder's mask. It's like a really bright light. You just don't want to look at it. Is that um, that tunnel he talk about? <laughs> I saw the light and I got scared. Uh, all right, so we are going beyond the backwoods on today's show. You know, like the old saying goes, whatever can go wrong will we'll go, go wrong. wrong. That's so what we're going to talk. Up. How to prep for backcountry adventures. Everything from calibers, how to prepare yourself with gear, the mental strain, fatigue, everything. Let's say you get lost out there. You get stranded in a snowstorm. You get attacked by a, a wolf. Or a we, bear. We've got a tip. Oh actually, you know, it's amazing. A couple weeks ago, we actually ran into Liam Neeson, famous actor. Uh, and you actually asked him, Jimbo, uh-huh. like, what are your thoughts, Liam, on uh, taking backcountry adventures? Here's what he said. Liam Neeson. These... Fights with nature and ice flows and polar bears and stuff. It's all in our DNA, you know. Uh, that's, that's what I believe. It's, uh, 
it's it was literally last Tuesday when we were fighting these animals for for food and for for defense. I wish I had the ability to punch a wolf in the face, though. <laughs> that guy, he rocks. Yeah. I, Mrs. Bunny, you are here. <laughs> I'm here, guys. Would you punch a wolf in the face? No, only if I had my 454 kazoo on me. <laughs> That's it. Amen to that one. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be on the backwoods on today's show. I'm pretty pumped about this, though. We got some great guests. We got some great guests. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do a special two-part interview with Mr. Kyle Lamb himself. Make sure you watch Viking the Chronicles. Silence of the Lamb. Uh, sure. Uh, Viking Chronicles <laughs> airing Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We actually have a clip from him. This isn't like Liam Neeson's clip. Uh, you know, to set this up real quick, he's talking about fitness, going in the backwoods. Here's what Kyle has to say about it. Kyle Lamb. The dudes you meet in the backcountry, they don't look like they come off the cover of muscle and fitness. And, you know, some of them are still wearing blue jeans, believe it or not. I mean, there's folks out there that wear cotton and they do everything wrong. And they've been doing it wrong for the last 40 years. And they've killed an animal every year. That is so true. We know, I, 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 when I go in the backcountry, I always make sure I take that little drink shaker thing so I can make my drinks as they go. <laughs> Mixed drinks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what you do? All right, so we're going to do a, two, a double header with him. Once again, Viking Chronicles, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Then Tony Vandemore, he's going to be stopping by from Benelli Presents to Killy King on Outdoor Channel. The second part of that is going to be January 30th. That is Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a uh, two-part Outdoor series. Channel. Yeah. Fantastic show. And our very own New York Times best-selling author, Tim McWelch. Mr. Tim McWelch. He's going to be telling us about surviving. Yes. Because he's really good at that. And the government of survival. You know what's amazing? What's well, up? You guys have not even noticed I haven't sang. Well, I was going to ask. Like, where's well, the song? I, I was waiting for it. You know, you bring in Liam Neeson. You, you're going to have to beg if you want it. We please. Want it. Beg please. for me. Please, please, please. sing. I right, shut up. <laughs> hey, I Sounds like an Indian song. Let's say it sounds tribal. <laughs> Little Pearl Jam. <laughs> sounds Remember tribal. Remember the movie Huronimo? Huronimo. <laughs> right in there. Down in old Mexico. That's it. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what do you get to talk about on today's show as we go beyond the backwoods? Well, maybe getting some kids into the backwoods. And leaving them. All right, Mrs. Bunny deserting children in the backwoods is brought to you by Nissan. And now, Mrs. Bunny on how to get kids to enjoy the outdoors. Brought to you by Nissan at NissanUSA.com. Okay, this may come as a huge surprise, but there's a new poll out that is suggesting that millennials are... Stupid. Inept survivalists. Along with that, they also determined that they were elitist, self-serving, and self-absorbed. I think we're all in there as well. But You just inept- described me to eight. <laughs> inept survivalists. It says that today's young people lack basic outdoor skills that are possessed by older generations. Only a third of the respondents knew how to naturally ignite a fire. 44 of them had never been camping before. Half of them were unable to tie a survival knot. And less than a third had ever caught their own fish. Really? Yeah. 40% of them had never swum in open water, like a lake or anything, just a pool. That's it. Nothing. So, uh... Where have they been? Like, in Starbucks their whole life? I don't know. You know, despite the rise of popular shows like Bear Grylls and, like, Naked and Afraid or whatever, these Survivor, all these shows, um, they still lack basic survival skills. And so the takeaway is that maybe the increased reliance on technology is to blame for their lack of knowledge. At no time in history uh, have children spent less time outdoors than they do today. Well, I, I have to say, I think that's true. I think people look at, let's say, their cell phone 
as a safety net. Yeah, they you can, know they can fire off nasty words at you, people. You can phone a friend. You can update your 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 Twitter status, Facebook, what you know, that Pikachu stuff. I don't know what that is. I yeah. have no idea. Um, but when it comes to just the ability to think for yourself and to react accordingly. It's lost. Right. Well, you can do it in 140 characters. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do that. Yeah. Well, Good point, by the way. So that to say, we owe it to all kids to let them get outside. Uh, we owe them the occasional scrape and scratch. You owe them a chance to see wildlife. You need to give them the ability to problem solve while they're out there. And also the opportunity to actually appreciate things like sunrise and sunsets and rivers and all of the natural things that are happening around them. So if you want to get your kids outdoors, uh, a few tips. Um, number one, uh, kids are not little adults. They're going to act differently. And so um, you need to treat them differently. Number one, they get cold faster. Their little bodies lose heat faster than big ones. Make sure you take more clothing. If you're going to be canoeing or something like that, obviously, if you're doing all the work and you have a whole bunch of... Uh, you're using a whole bunch of energy. You're warmer than they are sitting there shivering in the back of the boat. Yeah. So make sure that you take enough clothes. Um, they get hotter faster. Uh, we know this. We took our little ones fishing and like within five minutes of being outside, one of them overheated. You need to make sure that you keep them comfortable and use something like a wet hat and put it on the top of their head and make sure that they stay cool. We were ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. And with that goes reapplying sunscreen because yeah. nothing is worse than a horrible sunburn. They get hungry faster. Okay, they're going to want snacks and they're not going to want the freaking banana that you pick. Uh, bring along a high fat donut or whatever. They're going to run off the energy while they're out there. Bring decent snacks that they can eat throughout the day and give good proportion sizes at breakfast and dinner. I think you're talking about Jim now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like, I need to apply sunscreen. I need to take snacks. He gets cranky. <laughs> okay, nap time. Uh, they get bored faster. They're not going to sit as much and just want to, yeah. I don't know, be idle, you know. They're going to want to do things, so don't harp too long on one activity. Move on or let them do something else while you're doing something because they're not going to have the attention span that you don't, that nope. you do. Uh, lastly, and I think this is especially true of our kids, maybe not everybody, they want to be helpful. They always want to help with something. You know, they don't want to just sit and watch it happening. And so uh, they can gather twigs for tinder. They can pump a water filter. They can help start the fire. If they're old enough, they can fi start the fire by themselves. But give them something that they can do where they can be helpful where they feel like they're actually a part of it and that you're not sidelining them yeah don't treat them like they're they're not useful there you go teach them a, you know you got Let a little whittle a little sister or brother you got a little uh <laughs> fresh snow on the ground teach them about tracking that's there right go. go chasing rabbits around mrs bunny speaking to chasing rabbits that's right thank you so much last thing i read a thing that says there's no such thing as bad weather only bad clothing choices like Bingo. you yeah like you said right now even if it's cold that doesn't mean that there's not an activity they can do outside you just need to dress them well bad choice in friends Jim. <laughs> right, so we are going to be on the backwards on today's show. Holy crap, if I could dig a bit and leave someone in it, it'd be Jimbo. All right, so coming up after the break. I make it a deadfall. <laughs> He's going to help me dig it, folks. I, uh, it's so exciting. You Kyle Lamb. fooled me on that before. All right, Viking Chronicles, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Kyle Lamb, he is coming up next. First part with him. He's going to do a doubleheader. Don't go anywhere. Uh, big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, Nissan, Silencer Shop, Cinch, High Mountain Seasonings, and Cabela's. Mrs. Bonnie, thank you so very much. You bet, guys. We will return right after this with Kyle Lamb. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, the revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after these important messages. While you're waiting, hit JimandTrav.com and poke around in our cyber universe. JimandTrav.com. Log on now. The fireworks are going to fly during the Bass Pro Shop Summit Select. Anything can happen. Fighting to advance. Fighting to face the best. I've got nothing to lose. Major League Fishing Geico Selects. Saturday at 2 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. You hear that? It's not a countdown. It's a count up. 36,101 miles. 36,102 miles. Day after day, you push your truck to the limit. But here's the thing. Most truck warranties offer bumper-to-bumper coverage for only three years, 36,000 miles. Just 36,000 miles? Come on. Your odometer doesn't care if your warranty falls short. It just keeps on ticking. So here's what Nissan's gonna do. We're backing the 2017 Titan with America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper-to-bumper. So the odometer can keep doing its job, and you can keep doing yours. Take on tough jobs with the 2017 Nissan Titan and America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper to bumper. Limited warranty details available at your local Nissan dealer. Certain exclusions apply. Call 1-800-249-7225 for comparison details. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We're going beyond the backwoods this week. Now, a special two-part interview with Kyle Lamb from Viking Chronicles on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Nissan. This is part one. CrossFit is not a hobby. It's a cult. You said it's a cult. Yeah, you said cult again. No. It's a cult. I mean way of life. Did you say it's a cult? It's a hobby. Oh my gosh, you know, every time I, I hear anything about CrossFit, I try to kick myself in the crotch. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to get to... We, we played I've seen that. you do it. We played that for a reason. We're going to get to uh, CrossFit and this whole move-out workman in just a second. But we are talking Beyond the Backwoods on today's show. That's right. Before the break, we talked with Mrs. Bunny. She talked about getting kids in the outdoors and making them a part of what we're doing so they can enjoy it. But... Uh, we're talking about, as as Trev said, Beyond the Backwoods, and our next guest, Sergeant Major Kyle E. Lamb. He spent more than 21 years in the United States Army kicking ass, taking names. We're actually standing up and saluting you right now, sir. Makes you watch He though. works for a living. He wor- he's a working man. Makes you watch Viking Chronicles as I scream at him. Uh, Viking Chronicles Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Fantastic show. Love this man. Plus, also check out Team VTAC. Awesome podcast. As they have Kyle Duzzy host uh, on iTunes. Got to hop on, check it out. All right, so real quick, we're going to jump into this. You know, not once did he flinch when you yelled. No, he, he's being really quiet. <laughs> he's going to yell at me here in a second. Um, there's this whole, by the way, welcome to the show, Mr. Kyle. There's this whole movement in the outdoors. You know, we pointed out CrossFit in the beginning. You know, we started this off. Um, but it seems like there's, there's, and this is my own personal opinion. I think Which Jimbo is not shares shared it. by many. No, not well, really. I do. Um, that there's this, this hit me. growing movement in the outdoors community that that's basically ostracizing the mass majority of hunters. The average hunter. Because they're like, if you can't run 500 miles at a time and swim the Atlantic Ocean without stopping, you're a pansy. Um, and they make it seem like he's out of breath. If you, I am out of breath. <laughs> Climbing stairs or talking. I get so winded. Uh, they make it seem like if you don't work out all the time and if you don't take these protein shakes and these supplements, you're unfit to go chase elk, to chase whitetail deer. 
Um, we can't punch your ticket. Now, you have been deployed overseas, obviously protecting this glorious country we live in. You go on these fabulous hunts. Is it that necessary to be in peak physical condition? Or can just the average guy and gal go out there and hunt and have a good time? Uh, first of all, they're absolutely wrong. I mean, we've been killing stuff in the backcountry. Just Joe Average dude that didn't have fancy protein shakes that he was shaking up and you know, <laughs> running 40 miles a day. And, and I, don't get me wrong. If, if that's what motivates those guys, they can do it. I, I have no problem with that. But don't talk to the normal dude and say you can't do it. If you've ever been to Alaska, which I've spent a, a, a good bit of time up there, the dudes you meet in the backcountry, they don't look like they come off the cover of muscle and fitness. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's hype. It is part of our business. we got to deal with a lot of uh, – a lot of that, but I, I just kind of laugh. I go hunting with the people I like to have around me. Yeah, just, you know, don't get psyched out when people say, oh, you can't do this. You can do it. Trust me. Uh, the average person out there can make it happen. You should have a little bit of physical fitness. You should be able to carry yourself and, you know, whatever the weight is that you plan on carrying up and down some pretty crazy hills. But uh, also, you know, just move the speed that works for you. I don't move up and down as fast as I used to, but I still can get up on, up and down everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you, you, you've you left uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and you've headed west. And uh, when you left, it was like 60 degrees, but you knew it's going to be cooler in the mountains. Now, when you get back there, now, is there is there a mental fitness that you have to go through? Say uh, a snowstorm blows in. Do you panic when that happens? Or if it rains, what is worse, cold and snowing or wet and raining? Yeah, pretty much all of it sucks. And I, I look at it this way. I'm not in the military anymore, so I can start a fire. I can have a poncho to put up to keep me dry or somewhat dry, somewhat protected from the wind. And in my pack, I always have certain things. So I've got fire starter. And uh, the fire starter that I use is kind of some primitive stuff. It's called a Bic lighter. <laughs> and with that, I use these little, uh, they look like marshmallows, but they're hard. They're called fast fire. And I can start a fire in anything with those. And what's nice about them is you can start a fire. You can kick that little piece out of the fire, pick it up, roll it in your hands, put it out. And I can use it again if I need to. Normally, I have enough that I don't have to worry about that. I also make sure that I always have dry clothes that I can put on. Now, that doesn't mean I have a complete change of clothes. That means that I, I know that if I get really wet, I'm going to pull off all the clothes that I have on, and I'm going to put on a puffy coat, puffy pants, and I've got something to put on my head. I've got good gloves. And then, you know, the only thing that's really going to be sucking is your feet. You might have to put those back in your in your boots or you can wrap them up too in, in your puffy pants. But there's a couple different bivy sacks out there you can use and they're they're really made for survival, like the the tactical bivy. It's uh I think they go by survival frog or something like that. It's it's kinda like a, a space blanket, but it's heavier duty. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, if you want to be comfortable, if you take like a sea to summit I guess they call them a sleeping bag liner, which I, I don't like to use a sleeping bag liner normally because I like the smell of dead sheep inside <laughs> my sleeping bag that I have after a couple of weeks. But if you take or after a date, take one of these. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, they call it a fart sack for a reason, right? So the fetus. See, the summit makes this thing called a thermal light reactor, and it's a, a little bit fluffier material, but it's still. It's about the size of a big cup of coffee, and it doesn't weigh much. And with those two things in my bag, what I can do is I can go ahead and put the um, slide into the, the the sleeping bag liner, slide that into my tactical bivy, 
and then I'm kind of good to go. You know, it's it's not going to be, if you think you're going to be comfortable in a survival situation, you're wrong. I mean, survival, that, <laughs> it's, uh, you don't have to train to be miserable. It comes really natural to most of us. <laughs> so those are a couple things that I always have. The other thing that I, I carry all the time in the backcountry is I carry a section of Thermarest, and it's just a little piece of, I don't know what you call it, just a, a padding material that normally use as a sleeping pad. I've cut mine down so that it goes from my butt up to my shoulder. And the reason I do that is it's small enough. I can use it to sit on the, mm-hmm. the glass for animals, but it's large enough that my butt up to my shoulder, that's where my core of my body is at. And I want to keep off the ground. I can use my pack under my head and under my legs. And then also I'm going to take whatever I can find out there, whether it's grass or anything to build up a little bit of a pile to keep me insulated. But I'm not so worried about food. I'm worried about water because food, you can go quite a while without, and that sucks, I guess, but water is where you're going to really be sucking. So with the water, I always have a water pump with me as well. And if you can get all this to fit in a really lightweight pack and have it get you through what you need to do. And then, you know, if you harvest an animal, now you're going to have to, <laughs> you have to chop that bugger up and be able to fit that in your pack too. So hopefully everybody's goal is to kill an animal and chop it up and bring it home to eat it. That's why, why I'm out there. I mean, I like to be out there by myself doing what I do too, but, uh, bringing home the meat that's what it's about my wife always says he kills it and i grills it you bet <laughs> hey uh, can you stick around for a second part sure all, all right. right we've been talking with old kyle lamb and of course he has viking chronicles there on outdoor channel wednesdays 8 30 p.m eastern time plus hop on itunes check out his podcast team VTAC. it is fantastic big shout out though to outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv we will return right after break with part two of kyle lamb don't go anywhere the revolution with jim and trev over 15 years and we're still going ah this is gonna be fun hop on jimandtrev.com and join america's number one outdoor radio show stay right there the revolution will return after these messages Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This should be good. The new app from Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. That's what we've been looking for. Stream or download from the largest library of hunting, fishing, and shooting sports content you can't get anywhere else. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. Get some! Thousands of episodes, all at your fingertips. Sign up with promo code RADIO at MyOutdoorTV.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Meet Sid. Sid doesn't check for traffic updates. Sid does simplify suppressor ownership. Meet Sid, the new interactive kiosk that makes the fingerprinting and paperwork of silencer applications quick, easy, and pain-free. If you're ready to own a silencer, make time to meet Sid, your new buddy in the silencer business. Available at selected Powered by Silencer Shop retailers. It's Beyond the Backwoods this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's get back to Kyle Lamb from Viking Chronicles on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Silencer Shop. This is part two. 
Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Sergeant Major Kylie Lamb. And, of course, this guy knows more about, uh, matter of fact, he's forgotten more about survival than most of the people in the northern American continent know. I don't know why I said all that. I like it, though. It really worked. <laughs> all right, so this is part two. Welcome back, uh, Mr. Kyle. Now, reality television has forever changed. We don't want to mention names, though. Survival and how it is perceived by the public. Um, and, and I don't really want to mention any names, but there is a show. I mean, it's a bear to watch. Uh, it's really tough. It, Are you it, naked and afraid? It, no, yeah, actually, I think, Frank, do we have a clip? All right, let's take a listen to this. Take a listen, Kyle. One thing you can do if you're stuck out here with no water source at all is actually drink the fluid from a fresh elephant dung. Pretty disgusting, but it could save your life. All right, so you have this dingbat. He's telling people if you're dehydrated, you know, you could squeeze the liquid out we of... We love this moisture. Out of elephant dung, you could probably do the same thing to bear poop. I mean, <laughs> whatever. But it seems like the stuff that these loons are preaching, Mr. Kyle... Is is going to make you worse off than you were. get you killed. Exactly. Before you did it. Should we be taking these idiots' advice or or just completely ignoring it? Yeah, well, there's also a way to make a solar still when you're in the desert. So, you know, I would learn a better technique. First of all, I might hurt some people's feelings here, but, you know, he's fake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I hate to tell you guys that, but he's total faker, faker there. Or I guess as they would say, in the military, we call them lily puffers. You know what that is? No. That's a liar, liar, pants on fire, lily puffer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you can, it, it, that's for entertainment. The people that watch his show are not going to, I hope they're not using his techniques to go out in the wild. I mean, half the time, it's just like watching a train wreck. You're going to watch that crap just so that you can see him do whatever he does and it's just stupid but um <laughs> go out and find a real survival expert there are so many of these guys out there that are they're legitimate people you know check them out before you go so you're actually learning something if you want to learn to track animals and do some of that that there's some guys out there that do that too but ma- being able to make a primitive weapon survive in the outdoors you know knowing how to make an addle or a throwing stick or whatever uh Putting yourself in that situation, I think it's it's good. Just going down a river, I float a lot of the rivers around here and, and try to catch smallmouth. And man, I put myself in some survival situations doing that. And after at my after action review or my hot wash at the end was, okay, idiot, why did you do this? You had no <laughs> fire starter on your kayak. You're going to go for a two hour float, and that's when you're going to end up freezing to death because you're going to not have fire starter with you. So. Just the simple little things that you can do to, to be prepared for that. You know, there's some good stuff online. Um, that Ready Man, if you haven't heard of them, I would check them out. You've heard of Black Rifle Coffee Company probably. Oh, yeah. Ready Man is associated with them. It's a bunch of military dudes, former military dudes, SF guys, and they uh, they put out some really good information. And when I can watch something and learn from it, I, I know they're putting out good info because I've been around the survival community and been to a lot of schools, you know, learn how to do tap code and doing all this crazy stuff that if I ever get taken as a POW, um, which was one of the most difficult things for me because I know how to do Morse code because I was a military uh, radio operator. Yeah in the SF community for a while. So tap code is something I never mastered, but you know, they would teach you how to, to do different things if you're incarcerated like that, wrongly incarcerated, but now out in the, out in the woods, you know, how do you do an upside down fire? That's something that's a video I'm working on right now. What? I had a civilian show me how to do an upside down fire. You'll just have to stay tuned for that. I'll, I'll put that out and you'll see it either on our YouTube channel or on Viking Chronicles. And it's a fire starting technique that, 
I was like, okay, I've never seen this. This is stupid. Then I watched him and I went, hmm. And I did a, a two week float in Alaska and I started every single fire with his technique. And even when we had a foot of snow on the ground, I was successful at starting a fire. Basically, you're building your fire off the ground and then it burns down to the ground. So you always have a lot of good air coming to the fire. That's the weak point of most fire starting techniques. It's not that you don't have good fuel. You yeah. just don't have enough oxygen getting to the fire. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy technique. It looks like you're building a little Lincoln log house, yeah. but it, it works. And, uh, yeah, we, that's, like I said, that's a video that we're actually working on right now. So we'll, we'll get that out soon. Wow. Well, yeah, I've, I've actually heard of the Dakota fire and that really works where you're building two in a tunnel and you keep that oxygen and you're absolutely right about uh, keeping that fire going. And then you could actually build up and gather rocks and get those hot and then uh, keep you warm at night. Yeah, what I, what I do, and I've done this up on like Mount Rainier. We, uh, we weren't up trying to summit. We were just skiing a little bit lower. And what we did was we took our water and boiled our water, you know, snow, melted snow, because we couldn't bring enough water up there because we were carrying everything on our backs. So we dug into the snowbank, put up our little hooch there melted our snow and then while it was still hot we put those bottles in our sleeping bag with you and they, of course they get cold by the middle of the night but at least you can get get to sleep because you're that keeps you pretty warm so there's other things there too and like i said the coffee coffee's probably not the greatest thing for you to drink in a survival situation but i drink a lot of coffee it makes me happy so I'm gonna drink coffee. <laughs> all right so kyle Lamb, if he's happy Chronicles, everybody survives <laughs> everyone's gonna be all right if he's happy wednesdays 8 30 p.m eastern time on outdoor channel before we get to a break right now we got about 60 seconds less left we want to say congratulations to you outdoor sportsman award you won best shooting sports award being recognized by your peers congrats on that buddy yeah that's pretty cool i think everybody got disqualified so i was the last man standing <laughs> and i think there was a mandatory drug test i was the only guy that wasn't on drugs so i think everybody was afraid of you so they just dropped out all right so but i understand a last man standing is true with you in a lot of your endeavors that's right all right so also make sure you listen to team vtac it's their podcast on itunes now real quick before we get to a break to learn more about you facebook podcast upcoming episodes of viking chronicles twitter that's right where can we find you online mr uh, kyle well they say we have a twitter account somewhere out there viking tactics little twitter deal whatever the heck that means <laughs> we've got a facebook uh, viking tactics viking tactics.com is our website we have links to all of our videos and as well as uh, the podcast there yeah, pick up any issue of Guns and Ammo magazine, and I write a, a monthly column there called Lock, Stock, and Barrel. You can pick that up, and yeah, we're around, and don't worry about finding me. I will find you. There you go. There you go. That's a promise. All right, one last time, Viking Chronicles, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, and Cabela's. Got to get to a break. Mr. Kyle Lamb, you are so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Tim McWelch, and he's our resident survival guru. All right, more Beyond the Backwoods coming up next. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Outdoor radio at its finest. Stay up to date with everything outdoors at the one and only JimandTrav.com. And don't move. The Revolution will be right back. There was a time vultures would indicate that they'd been a predator. In today's Africa, vultures indicate something a lot more sinister. Poachers. My name is Ivan Carter, conservationist and wildlife investigator. In this wildlife-human conflict, I'm often called in to seek out the truth. No camera. No camera. 
this specific group of people has got to be stopped. It's going to be a bad couple of hours to be a poacher right now. Carter's War, all new season, Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Meet Sid. Sid doesn't text back. Sid does simplify suppressor ownership. Meet Sid. The new interactive kiosk that makes the fingerprinting and paperwork of silencer applications quick, easy, and pain-free. If you're ready to own a silencer, make time to meet Sid, your new buddy in the silencer business. Available at selected Powered by Silencer Shop retailers. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's give it up for Survivor! Um, actually, it's our survival expert, Tim McWelsh. Brought to you by Cinch at CinchGenes.com. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from both Sergeant Major Kylie Lamb. has a program called Viking Chronicles. Yeah, make sure you watch it Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We just wrapped up a fabulous doubleheader with him. So cool. Yeah, we're talking about Beyond the Backwoods on this week's show. And, of course, our resident guru survival guy is Tim McQuell. Yeah, he's the New York Times bestselling author and my best friend. And uh, and uh, got to ask you. That got you, creepy is what that did. <laughs> and, and, and we got we, we to gotta ask you this question, Tim. You know, when we're back there and we've got a group of guys together, you know, we can all run helter-skelter in different directions. Should we actually sit down and try to decide? Kind of uh, delegate. Yeah, delegate. Maybe a little government-type thing like hey you're really good at this maybe you should be the leader what do you think the leader of the back women like leaders should we do this let me let me first uh, i'm physically taking my hat off right now gentlemen <laughs> um I, I can you hear it hit the floor yes <laughs> i could okay that's my hat hitting the floor because i took it off oh i have been doing survival stuff for 30 years uh-huh. i have been teaching it to the public for 20 years and this is the first time anyone has asked me a question like that. So mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot thank you enough for for going into a territory that, that others have overlooked. But with that being said, he doesn't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, but wait, there's more. I do. Um, but wait. <laughs> so yeah, if you act now, I'll I'll give you the answer plus a bonus tip. Um, so so what we would look at. In a group survival setting, we would actually see, in a real survival emergency, we would see various aspects of personality emerge. You know, the the people that we thought might be really strong as far as, you know, mental toughness and and keeping their act together and, and, you know, staying brave, they might crumble. And the people that we thought, oh, well, you know, they couldn't hack it in the wild. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. You, you really can't judge a book by the cover. And our, our innermost aspects of, of our personality, our, our, our mentality, they are revealed. They are revealed when we get in trouble. So when we get under stress, when we get in a crisis, what we're really made of, you know, it's, it's, it's the real test of our metal. Um, that's when these things come out. And so let's say, for example, you know, we, we've got a group of, of four or five friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're out, they're out on a hunting trip and something, something goes really wrong. 
and they end up in a situation where, you know, they've got to spend maybe a couple of days out there. And so there's always an alpha. And, and I, I think this is just hilarious. You know, it's touching slightly in the political realm. Um, what a group of researchers found a few years ago was that in a group of children, and they take, you know, 20, 20 children, 25 children, and they, they put them all together. And the child that emerged as the natural group leader was capable of lying the best. Really? Now, that did not mean that the child lied during the different little discussions and encounters and questions that, uh, that they did and, and the projects that they asked the group of children to do. It was simply the child who was capable of lying the best. So maybe they told the complete truth the whole time, but they, they had that ability. So, um, this, this test really stuck in my head. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that, that somebody who can manipulate their words and control their speech and, and the manner of their speech, you know, this is someone who would just naturally be listened to. You know, a leader mm-hmm. is someone that people listen to. And so for whatever reason, you know, some of us have the, the gift of gab and the ability to persuade others. You know, is lying persuasion? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We're persuading someone to believe something that's not true. But, but even when you're not lying, you know, you're making persuasive arguments. You're, you're changing people's minds. You're, you're getting them to do, you know, something that maybe they didn't want to do. And here's the burden that falls on that leader. This person's going to have to know what to do. If they are a leader, they are giving orders. They are giving direction. They are providing guidance. And so they've got to know what to do. And if you're a natural leader in your emergency situation, doesn't know their butt from a hole in the ground, as far as survival skills go, they could be sending that whole group of people down the wrong road. And so, for example, if they start, you know, trying to make a fire in rainy, windy conditions, instead of building a shelter, you could have hours pass by and mm-hmm. everyone is soaked to the bone and you have no fire because you couldn't make it under those conditions. And during that time, you constructed no shelter either. Mm. So, uh, uh, you know, a, a leader that's got some survival skills would know, okay, it's always shelter first, then water, then fire, then food. And, and that's the, that's the sequence. And there's very good reasons for that. You know, if you, if you keep trying, keep trying to do low priority things, like if you're out foraging for berries before you have built a shelter, yeah, you've got a few calories that you collected, but you're going to lose hundreds, if not thousands of calories that night laying on the ground shivering. So uh, a a leader in a survival setting, you, you better hope and pray that they've got some common sense and some survival skills uh, to go with that leadership. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tim McWells. He has a book called How to Survive Off the Grid. That's right. Now, Mr. Tim, to find out more about you, first of all, people just have to go to OutdoorLife.com forward slash survival. They will find all of your blogs there. If they go to OutdoorLifeU.com, they can attend your online survival class. And then if we want to attend uh, a class in person, we just go to AdvancedSurvivalTraining.com, correct? That's it. Yeah, advanced with a D. Advanced survivaltraining.com that's me that's right yeah not advanced 
No, that would be advanced. I can't even <laughs> spell. Oh, that's why I don't write books. I have nothing. I'm not a New York Times bestselling author of uh, uh, How to Survive Off and, the Grid. And vote for him to be leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. You, he does speeches with Madonna talking about burning things down. Um, now, where can we? You have social media. Where can we find that? Yeah, yeah. Folks can follow me on Twitter at Tim McWelch. That's right. If you want to see some crazy crap, you need to follow him. Uh, big shout out, though, to Mr. Tim. Also, hop on our website, JimTrap.com. You can listen to all of his interviews. Plus, you can read some of his blogs there. Fantastic information that will always come in handy. JimandTrav.com. Uh, coming up after the break, don't go anywhere. We're going to have on Tony Vandemore from Benelli Presents To Kill a King. Brand new two-part series on Outdoor Channel. He is coming up next. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Silencer Shop, and Cabela's, plus Outdoor Life. Mr. Tim, you are so awesome. God bless you, buddy. You guys are the best ever. You you ask the probing, thought-provoking question that everyone else is scared or too dumb to ask. <laughs> addicted to the outdoors? I'm completely addicted to it. Well, then you have to check out JimandTrav.com. It's everything about the outdoors and a ton more. Log on now and stay tuned. The revolution will return right after these messages. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Now back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and beyond the backwoods. Here's Tony Vandemore from Benelli Presents to Kill a King on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Cinch, Cabela's, and High Mountain Seasonings. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard Tim and Quelch. Of course, we're talking about Beyond the Backwoods. Coming up next, though, we have got Tony Vandemore, and he is the host of a program called Benelli Presents To Kill a King. Yeah, now this is a special two-part series airing on Outdoor Channel. The first part was January 23rd. That's this past Monday, aired at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But the second part is going to be January 30th. Once again, that is a Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But Mr. Tony what, Vandemore. No, no, what gun did they use? Uh, the Super Black Eagle 3. Oh, I love I'm, it. Um, Obviously, Benelli. Benelli. I almost Benelli. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he is the co-owner of Habitat Flats. It is the number one waterfowl lodge in North America. That is pretty special right there. Obviously, uh, Benelli presents to kill a king, though, Mr. Tony. Going after the king eider, I, I presume On as well. On Paul Island. In Alaska. That's like nowhere. Yes. Um. Anyways, what an exciting hunt, and welcome to the show, buddy. It was pretty incredible experience for me. I mean... You know, I'm used to the Midwest and, and mallards coming through the trees and to be up there in the middle of the Bering Sea in January is completely out of my own. Yeah, well, I would think that, uh, you know, there, there there's a couple of eiders out there, but you were actually after the king eider. And what a handsome bird it is. How did you get started hunting these guys? 
Man, the, the king eider is a beautiful, beautiful duck. And what what makes it so special is is really the only place you can go and kill one, or you know, actually go out and specifically hunt a king eider is, is St. Paul Island. I mean, yeah, it's about the southern end of their their wintering range before they kick west and and head for Russia. Yeah. Now, uh, Mr. Tony, we've talked once again. Talk with uh, Tony Vandemore. Make sure you watch Benelli presents to kill a king. Second part, January thirtieth on Outdoor Channel. That is a Monday, nine p.m. Eastern time. We've talked obviously through the years to many duck hunters and a lot of seed duck hunters. And anytime you talk to a seed duck hunter, they're like, they say, just a common duck hunter is a pansy compared to them going out in the Bering Sea. What is the difference? I mean, you hunt waterfowl all over the country. What separates your common duck hunter, buddy, from a sea duck hunter? Man, honestly, up there, it's, it's just the conditions. I mean, the the ocean is, is ruthless, and it doesn't seem like there's a day up there where you don't get some kind of precipitation. So with all that humidity in the air, the wind blows nonstop. It is very, very cold place on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would think, now you have a limit of four ducks per person. Is that right with a king eider? That is. As a, as a non-resident, you're only able to shoot four king eiders for the season. So it's not like it's a per-day deal. I mean, you can only you can only harvest four in the season. Yeah, is that a box of shells for each duck? Yeah, it certainly can be. I'll <laughs> tell you what, you know, you're out there in the middle of the Bering Sea, you're, you're cold and it's wet. And your boat, your little fork, well, you call it a boat. It's basically a, a 14 foot raft with a nine horse motor. You know, you're, you're going, you're going up and down on the swells. I mean, sometimes eight, 10 feet. Oh, wow. I mean, there were multiple times where I pulled up and got on a bird. And, and when I pulled the trigger, we went behind a swell and I shot nothing but the side of a wave. Oh, geez. Oh, Pete. Now you were actually using the all new Benelli Super Black Eagle three, correct? We were, yeah. What a fantastic uh, shotgun that is, right? It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, does it come equipped with windshield wipers? <laughs> no, it, it. You know, it. It was the one. The one thing on the trip that didn't seem to mind the wet and the cold. Now we're talking about on today's show going beyond the backwoods, kind of hunting and exploring. Uh, remote locations, and you don't get any more remote than St. Paul. Than St. Paul up there. How do you prepare for something like this? I mean, you're you were saying you're down in your lodge right now in Kansas. You hunt all over the lower 48, but this isn't like something you forget something. You stop by Cabela's or Walgreens and pick it up. When you're there, you're there. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you just kind of kind of psych yourself out. I mean, you just keep telling yourself how bad it's going to be, how rough it's going to be. <laughs> the seas are heavy. Don't get seasick. Yeah. Pack this, pack that. What I ended up doing was I packed two bags with the exact same thing in both of them. Oh, wow. Just in case I would happen to get luggage lost, you know, on the way there because planes don't come into St. Paul Island every day. Uh, and no. we actually had some guys that lost some gear, but luckily my my bags were not one of them. Yeah, when talking with uh, with Jared and Alex, they said that every camera they took, they lost. Yeah, and so the, so the conditions have got to be, you know, as you're talking about, uh, so harsh out there, not only on equipment but on the people because it has to wear. And you're out there bouncing around in that crazy 14 foot boat, and uh, you're you're wet from head to toe. Even though you've got a wet, you, did you wear a, a dry suit? You know, we didn't have dry suits on. Uh, we had some new stuff that Under Armour made for the trip, and, you know, 100% waterproof, tape seams, and, and it worked extremely well. Oh, holy cow. Now, what were you using from Under Armour? Now, you're actually the lead ambassador of the Under Armour Hunt Waterfowl Athletes, correct? 
Correct. Yeah. Now, what gear were you using up there? So our listeners know. I mean, obviously we had um, had the base layers. Uh, actually, doubled up on them. I mean, the base 4.0, and then they make an extreme base layer, and then uh, you know their their specialist sweater, and then the the heavy insulated stuff that they made for up there. All right, Mr. Tony Vandemar, Once again, Benelli presents to kill a king. On Outdoor Channel, a fantastic uh, two-part series. Second part is going to air January 30th. That is next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, this is going to re-air January 28th. That is a Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the second part will be February 4th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, those are both on Outdoor Channel. Well, that'd be fantastic. That'd be a fun show. Mr. Tony, one more time to find out out more about you, find you on Facebook, all these crazy adventures you go on, man. Where can we find you online? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've, we've got a very good Facebook presence. We try to keep everybody updated with how our seasons are going and, and the daily operations around here. And then our website, HabitatFlash.com. You bet. Hey, once again, that was Tony Vandemore. Mr. Tony, man, God bless you. Thanks so much, buddy. Guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're so unbelievable. You guys are unbelievable. So unbelievable. Let me tell you, you guys are unbelievable. 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 Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. You're unbelievable. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This should be good. The new app from Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. That's what we've been looking for. Stream or download from the largest library of hunting, fishing, and shooting sports content you can't get anywhere else. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. Get some! Thousands of episodes, all at your fingertips. Sign up with promo code radio at myoutdoortv.com. Goodbye, my sweet, beloved friends. It's never goodbye! It's just till next time. Well, that's a wrap on this week's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Remember, you can always stay in touch with the boys at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show. We talked about Beyond the Backwoods, and if ever I'm in the backcountry, I want you with me. Yeah, I'm not taking you. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, this was fantastic this great week. Great show, guys. Yeah, awesome two-part with Kyle Lamb once again from Viking Chronicles, old Tony Vandemore, and a Tim McWelch. Yeah, hey, we want to thank our 550 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Funjour, producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. Bunny, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. What are you most thankful for? My kids. I, I wasn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, right? <laughs> All right, folks, we will return next week, and I will be single. I know God bless you boys and girls. Thank you so no, much for Bunny listening. Bunny will be single. <laughs> Bunny, and I'll just probably be pushing up daisies. Um, anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you. Teach them some survival skills. That's right. It's essential. Just right, building so, a fire. Yeah, and cook some hot dogs. That's it. All right, so got to get to a break. God bless. We love you, boys and girls. Any other surprises you want to mention? That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> Once again, she didn't want to say I love you too, Trav. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I'm going to go weep as we uh, go to a break. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.